Sai Chapter 5 Baba's Return with Chand Patil's Marriage Party Welcome and Address to Sai Contact with Other Saints His Attire and Daily Routine The Story of the Padukas Wrestling Bout with Mohdin and Change in Life Turning Water into Oil The Pseudo Guru Jawaharlal Return with Chand Patil's marriage party As hinted in the last chapter I shall now describe first how Sai Baba returned to Shirdi after his disappearance They lived in Aurangabad district Nizam state in a village called Dub a well-to-do Mohammedan gentleman by name Chand Patil While he was making a trip to Aurangabad he lost his mare For two long months he made a diligent search but could get no trace of the lost mare. After being disappointed he returned from Aurangabad with the saddle on his back. After traveling four coasts and a half he came on the way to a mango tree at the foot of which sat a fakir a queer fellow. He had a cap on his head, wore kafni, long robe and had a satka short stick under his arm. and he was preparing to smoke a chilling pipe on seeing chand patel pass by he called out to him and asked him to have a smoke and to rest a little the queer fellow or fakir asked him about the saddle chand patel replied that it was his office mare which was lost some time back the fakir asked him to make a search in the nalia close by he went and the wonder of wonders he found the mare there he thought that this fakir was not an ordinary man but an awaliya a great saint he returned to the fakir with the mare the chilling was ready for being smoked but the two things were wanting one fire to light the pipe and second water to wet the chappi that is a piece of cloth through which smoke is drawn up The fakir took his prong and thrust it forcibly into the ground and out came a live amber which he put on the pipe. Then he dashed the satka on the ground from where water began to ooze. The chappi was wetted with that water then wrung around and wrapped around the pipe. Thus everything been complete the fakir smoked the chilim and then gave it to the chand patel. On seeing all this Chand Patil was wonderstruck He requested the fakir to come to his home and accept his hospitality Next day he went to Patil's house and stayed there for some time Patil was a village officer of Thup His wife's brother's son was to be married and the bride was from Shirdi So Patil made preparations to start for Shirdi for the marriage. The fakir also accompanied the marriage party. The marriage went off without any hitch. The party returned to the thup, except the fakir who stayed back in Shirdi and remained there forever. How the fakir got the name Sai? When the marriage party came to Shirdi, it alighted at the foot of a banyan tree. 
in Bhagat Mahalspati's field near Khandoba's temple. The carts were loosened in the open courtyard of Khandoba's temple and the members of the party descended one by one and the fakir also got down. Bhagat Mahalspati saw the young fakir getting down and accosted him. Ya sign, welcome sign. Others also addressed him as sign and henceforth he became Sai Baba. Contact with other saints. Sai Baba began to stay in the deserted masjid. One saint named Devidas had been living in Shirdi for many years before Baba came there. Baba liked his company. He stayed with him in the Maruti temple in the Chaudi and for some time lived alone. Then came another saint by name Jankidas. Baba spent most of his time in talking with him or Jankidas, went to Baba's residence. So also one Vaishya householder saint from Puthambe by name Gangagir also frequented Shirdi. When he first saw Sai Baba carrying pitchers of water in both the hands for watering the garden, he was amazed and said openly, Blessed is Shirdi that it got this precious jewel. This man is carrying water today, but he is not an ordinary fellow. As this land, Shirdi, was fortunate and meritorious, it secured this jewel. So also one famous saint by name Anandnath of Yevlamat, a disciple of Akalkot Maharaj, came to Shirdi with some people when he saw Sai Baba. He said openly, this is a precious diamond in reality. Though he looks like an ordinary man, he is not a girl, ordinary stone, but a diamond. You will realize this in the near future. Saying this, he returned to Yevla. This was said while Sai Baba was a youngster. Baba's Dress and Daily Routine in his young days, Sai Baba grew the hair on his head and never had his head shaved. He dressed like an athlete. When he went to Rahata, three miles from Shirdi, he brought with him small plants of marigold, jai and jui, and after cleaning them, he planted and watered them. A devotee by name Vamantatya supplied him daily with two unbaked earthen pitchers. With this, Baba himself used to water the plants. He drew water from the well and carried the pitchers on his shoulders. In the evening, the pitchers were kept at the foot of the neem tree. As soon as they were placed there, they broke as they were made up of mud and not baked. Next day, Tatya supplied two fresh pitchers. This course went on for three years and with Sai Baba's toil and effort, there grew a garden. On this site, at present, stands the big mansion, Samadhi Mandir of Baba, which is now frequented by so many devotees. The Story of Paduka's Footprints Under the Neem Tree A devotee of Akalkot Maharaj by name Bhai Krishna Ji Abil Alibabkar worshipped the photo of Akalkot Maharaj. He once thought of going to Akalkot, Solapur district, take the darshan of Padukas, footprints of the Maharaj and offer his sincere prayer there. But 
Before he could go there, he got a vision in his dream. Akalkut Maharaj appeared in the vision and said to him, Now, Shidi is my resting place. Go there and offer your worship. So Bhai changed his plan and came to Shidi, worshipped Baba, stayed there for six months and was happy. As a reminder of this vision, etc., he prepared the Padukas and installed them on an auspicious day of Shravan Shaka, 1834, that is 1912 AD, under the neem tree with the due ceremonies and formalities conducted by Dada Kelkar and Upasne. One Dixit Brahmin was appointed for worship and the management was entrusted to devotee Sagun. Complete version of the story Mr. B.V. Dev, retired Mamladdar of Thana and a great devotee of Sai Baba, made inquiries about this matter with Sagun Meru Nayak and Govind Kamlakar Dikshit and has published a full version of the Padukas in Sain Leela Volume 2, Number 1, page 25. It runs as follows. In 1834 Shaka, that is 1912 AD, one doctor Ramarao Kothare of Mumbai came to Shirdi for Baba's darshan. His compounder and his friend Bhai Krishnaji Alipakkar accompanied him. The compounder and Bhai became intimate with Sagun Meru Nayak and G.K. Dixit. While discussing things, this person thought that there must be a, some memorial of Sai Baba's first advent at Shirdi and his sitting under the holy neem tree. They thought of installing Baba's padukas there and were going to make them of some rough stone. Then Bai's friend, the compounder, suggested that if this matter was made known to his master, Dr. Ramara Kothare, he would prepare nice padukas for this purpose. All liked his proposal and Dr. Kothare was informed of it. He came to Shirdi and drew a plan of Padukas. He went to Upasni Maharaj in Khandoba's temple and showed him his plan. The latter made many improvements, drew lotus, flower, conch, disc, mace, etc. and suggested that the following sloka verse regarding Neem's tree, greatness and Baba's yogic powers be inscribed. The verse was as follows. Sachidananda Sadaguru Sainath Maharaj Ki Jai Sadanimba Brukshasya Mula Divasat Sudastra Vinam Tektamapiyapriyantam Tarunkalpa Brukshadikam Sadayantam Namamishwaram Sat Upasni's suggestions were accepted and carried out. The Padukas were made in Mumbai and sent to Shirdi with the compounder. Baba said that they should be installed on the Purnima 15th day of Shravan. On that day at 11 am, G.K. Dixit brought them on his head from Khandoba's temple to Dwarkamai Masjid in a procession. Baba touched the Padukas saying, 
that these are the feet of the Lord and asked the people to install them at the foot of the neem tree. The translation of the sloka is as under. I bow to Lord Sainath who by his constant stay at the foot of the neem tree, though bitter and unpleasant, made it was yet oozing nectar. The oozing of the tree is called amrut, that is nectar, on account of its healing properties. Superior from Kalpuvruksh, wish-fulfilling tree. A day earlier, one Parsi devotee of Mumbai named Shatha said, when sent rupees 25 by money order, Baba gave this sum for the installation of the Padukas. The total expense of the installations came up to rupees 100, out of which 75 were collected by subscription. For the first five years, G.K. Dixit worshipped the Padukas daily and then this was done by Laksman Kacheshkar Jakadi. In the first five years, Dr. Kothare sent rupees two per month for lighting the lamp and he also sent the railing round the Padukas. The expense of bringing the railing from the station to Shirdi, rupees seven eight zero presently rupees seven and fifty peso and roofing was paid by Sagun Meru Nayak. Now Jakhadi Nana Pujari does the worship and Sagun Meru Nayak offers the Navyadya and lights the evening lamps. Bhai Krishnaji was originally a devotee of Akhalkot Maharaj. He had come to Shirdi at the time of the installations of Padukas in Shaka 1834 on his way to Akalkot. He wanted to go to Akalkot after taking the darshan of Baba. He asked Baba's permission for this. Baba said, Oh, what is there in Akalkot? Why do you go there? The Maharaj of that place is here, myself. Hearing this, Bai did not go to Akalkot. He came to Shirdi off and on and after the installation of the Padukas. Mr. Bevi Teo concluded that Hamadban did not know these details. Had he known them, he would not have failed to depict them in his Satcharitra. Wrestling bout with Mohuddin Tamboli and change in lifestyle. To return to the other stories of Baba, there were, was a wrestler in Shirdi by name Mohuddin Tamboli. Baba and he did not agree on some points and both had a fight. In this, Baba was defeated. Henceforth, Baba changed his dress and mode of living. He donned kafni, wore a langot, that is waistband, and covered his head with a piece of cloth. He took a piece of sackcloth for his bed and was content with wearing torn and worn-out worn rags. He always said, that poverty is better than kingship, far better than lordship. The lord is always brother, befriender of the poor. Gangagir was also very fond of wrestling. Once, while he was wrestling, a similar feeling of dispassion descended over him, and at the proper time, he heard the voice of an adept saying that he should wear out his body, playing with God. So, he too gave up sansara and turned towards 
God realization. He established Mutt on the banks of the river near Putembe and lived there with his disciples. Sai Baba did not make sense speak with people. He only gave answers when he was questioned. By day, he always sat under the neem tree, sometimes in the sh shade of babul tree near the stream on the outskirt of the village. In the afternoon, he used to walk at random and go at times to Nimgaon. There, he frequented the house of Bala Sahib Dangle. Baba loved Mr. Bala Sahib. His younger brother named Nana Sahib had no son, though he had married to a second wife. Bala Sahib sent Nana Sahib for taking darshan of Sai Baba and after some time with his grace, Nana Sahib got a son. From that time onwards, people began to come in large numbers to see Sai Baba and his fame began to spread and reach Ahmadagar. From hence, Nana Sahib Chandurkar and Keshav Chindambre and many others began to come to Shirdi. Baba was surrounded by his devotees during day and slept at night in an old dilapidated masjid. masjid. Baba's paraphernalia at this time consisted of a chilim, tobacco, tumral, that is thin point, long kafni, a piece of cloth around his head, and a satka, that is short stick, which he always kept with him. The piece of white cloth on the head was twisted like a matted hair and flowed down from the left ear on the back. This was not washed for weeks. He wore no shoes, no sandals. A piece of sackcloth was his seat for most of the day. He wore a copin that is waist-bound cloth, waist cloth band, and for warding of cold, he always sat in the front of Duni, that is sacred fire, facing south, with his left hand resting on the wooden railing. In that Duni, he offered an oblation of egoism, desires, and always uttered Allah Malik, God is the sole owner. The masjid in which he sat was only of two roomed dimensions where all devotees came and saw him. After 1912 there was a change. The old masjid was repaired and the pavement was constructed. Before Baba came to live in this masjid, he lived for a long time in a place called Takya, where with gunguru, small bells tied on his ankle, Baba danced beautifully and sang with tender love. Turning water into oil Sai Baba was very fond of lights. He used to borrow oil from shopkeepers and keep lamps burning the whole night in the masjid and temple. This went on for some time. The banyas who supplied oil gratis once met together and decided not to give him oil. When as usual Baba went to ask for oil, they all gave him a distinct no. Unperved, Baba returned to the masjid and kept the dry weeks in the lamps. The banyas were watching him with curiosity. Baba took the tumbril, tin point, which contained very little, a few drops of oil, put water into it and drank it and then forced it out to fall into the container. After consecrating the tin point in this way, he again took the water from the tin pot and 
filled all the lamps with it and lighted them. To the surprise and dismay of watching Banyas, the lamps began to burn and kept burning the whole night. The Banyas repented and apologized and Baba forgave them and asked them to be more truthful in future. The Pseudo Guru Jawahar Ali Five years after the above-mentioned wrestling bout, one fakir from Ahmednagar by name Jawahar Ali came to Rahata with his disciples and stayed in Bakhal, the spacious room near Virbhadra temple. The fakir was learned, could repeat the whole Quran and had a sweet tongue. Many religious and devout people of the village came to him and began to respect him. With the help of the people, he started to build a idgah, a, wa a walled enclosure in which Mohammedans pray on Eid day, near the Virbhadra temple. There was some quarrel about this affair, on the account of which Jawahar Ali had to leave Rahata. Then he came to Shirdi and lived in Masjid with Baba. People were captured by his sweet talk and he began to call Baba his disciple. Baba did not object and consented to be his Chela, that is a disciple. Then both Guru and Chela decided to return to Rahata and leave there. The Guru, teacher, never knew his disciple's worth, but the disciple knew the shortcomings of the Guru. Still, he never disrespected him. Observing carefully his duties, he even served the master in various ways. They used to come to Shirdi off and on, but their mainstay was in Rahata. The loving devotee, devotees of Baba in Shirdi did not like that Baba should stay away from them in Rahata. So they went in a deputations to bring Baba back to Shirdi. When they met Baba near Idga and told him the purpose for which they came, Baba said to them that the fakir was angry, ill-tempered fellow. He would not leave him and that they should better go back to Shirdi without him before the fakir returned. While they were thus discussed, talking, fakir turned up and was very angry with them for trying to take away his disciple. There was some hot discussion and the altercation and it was finally decided that both Guru and Chela should return to Shirdi. And so they returned and lived in Shirdi. But after a few days the Guru was tested by Devidas and he was found wanting. Twelve years before Baba arrived in Shirdi with the marriage party, this Devidas, aged about 10 or 11 years, came to Shirdi and lived in the Maruti temple. Devidas had fine features and brilliant eyes and he was dispassion incarnate and a dhyani. Many people, namely Tatyakote, Kashinath and others regarded him as their guru. They brought Jawahar Ali in his presence and in the discussions that followed, Jawahar was worsted and fled from Shirdi. He went and stayed in Bijapur and returned after many years to Shirdi and prostrated himself before Sai Baba. The delusion that he was Guru and Sai Baba his Chela was cleared away and 
as he repented, Sai Baba treated him with respect. In this case, Sai Baba showed by his conduct how one should get rid of egoism and do their duties of a disciple to attain the highest end, means self-realization. This story is told here according to the version given by Mahaspati, a great devotee of Papa. In the next chapter, Ramnami festival, the masjid, its proper condition and later improvement in it, etc. will be described. Pautashri Sai, peace to all, Jai Sai.